1: Welcome to the Bob and Sherry Show with Bob. He's smart as hell and gentle and funny. Not always on purpose, but he's funny. And Sherry, you're wise. And you smell like books. You really are the whole package. And now, broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Sherry studios, it's Bob and Sherry.
0: Happy gateway to the weekend. now it's... Maybe not the greatest day for King Charles. I don't know whether the man is having just a run of terrible luck or the most epic karmic whooping of all time. But Prince Harry, of course, rushed to his side because when they went in to have a peek at his enlarged prostate, um, they found cancer somewhere else and, and they're being very hush hush about it. What do you think's going on, Bob?
2: Let me just read from a British uh, report. A worried nation is rallying around King Charles after it was revealed he's battling cancer. Buckingham Palace shared the news of his diagnosis and the medical treatment. He wanted to make it public, quote, to assist understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer. He was upbeat. Obviously, he's receiving a lot of support. Doctors discovered the cancer during the King's recent hospital procedure for benign prostate enlargement, which is a common thing with uh, older men, they found a separate issue of concern and carried out tests that identified a form of cancer uh, they, that the palace would not detail what Charles was suffering with, but it is not prostate cancer, according to uh, reports. So I was reading that and, you know, I wish him the best. Uh, the guy has, has, you know, made mistakes. We've all made mistakes, but he's done some good things for Great Britain and, uh, encouragement of, uh, you know, caring for the world and, uh, keeping architecture beautiful. Uh, he's done a lot of good things. I paused for a moment and I thought, is this the moment that Harry is brought back into the fold with the family? Harry's is pretty much, um, a non-citizen to the Royal family, but this obviously, this is your father. And even if you have, you know, arguments with your father. At a moment like this, one would think that you would, uh, as you said, rush to his side, be there, be a part of it all. Could this be the thing that in the minds of people who don't like Harry, if he, you know, shows compassion and shows uh, strength and encouragement in a very positive, private and public way, is this the one thing that could bring him not only back into the fold of the royal family but also uh, soften the critics of harry a bit i'm
0: i'm very sad to say that i believe with my whole heart that the only way any of them welcome harry back is if he divorces his wife that's Ooh. it mm.
3: yeah
0: i don't i don't love with that and i don't agree with that but I followed this I have followed this story very very closely and I think the price of Harry's royal welcome is his marriage.
2: That's a big price now, think of, unless the guy yeah. is completely an actor and just saying, well, you know, I got married so I don't want to embarrass myself by saying I made the wrong choice. He doesn't seem to be that. He seems to really enjoy his relationship with his wife. He,
0: he seems pretty happy, but think about it for a second and ask yourself if that doesn't feel true. Can you see any scenario where Harry and Meghan are welcomed back? Now I don't he can't it
2: like you do. I, I don't know why they dislike her so much. I mean, you, you know, I've heard you, what everybody else has heard, but the, the depth to which that goes, I just don't know. I
0: here's the thing. I think that she is, um, for whatever reason, and so much of it seems like just deranged to me, but I think she's a a no-go for the royal family and the British public. And I think that Harry's only doorway back in is one that he walks through alone. And whether or not he would do that, I have no idea. What do you think, Max and Lamar? Are you following? The
1: only only thing that uh, they would allow them back is time. And time seems to heal that some. But he didn't just have an argument or say a couple of bad things. He wrote a book about him. And I'm
2: sure yeah, that that true. really stings. That stung. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. But what it's not think, like Lamar? that family has gone through its history, <laughs> you know, well, re- making the, it, the exact right choices all the time. You can go to Edward and his uh, renouncing the crown and marrying the American, and that blew up. And, you know, it's, it's, and then you got the Fergie thing, you got the brother. And boy, oh boy, thats he's a prince, but he's not a prince of a guy.
4: Well, with all that controversy, this is not like this is the first thing that's happened. They, it used to be you never saw anything like this years and years and right. years ago. But now, right. all of this has come to light. Everything is there. It almost makes this problem easier to deal with and get past if they can all decide they want to. Because this is... This is not that big yeah. a deal compared to everything else they've had going on. So yeah. they just got to make them. They just got to want to. They just have yeah. to want to. That's it. And, they got to want.
0: And to. and I don't think they're going to want to nope. as long as she's in the picture, which nope. is really sad and insane. But it is. it is. You know what? We'll see. I would so love to be wrong about this one. Would so love to be wrong. We got morons in the news coming up. We're going to feature comedian Jeff Foxworthy. We got a round of Bob and Sherry small plates. And is there any way to train this flock of foul-mouthed parrots to clean up their language? It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back, talk
5: back. with the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: Hey, you can nominate a teacher at BobandSherry.com to win some Bob and Sherry swag and... Every month, every month, we are picking a teacher to win a trip to Fort Myers Beach to stay at Margaritaville Beach Resort from Visit Florida. In my adult life of paying attention to football games, this is the first Super Bowl I can remember where nobody was talking about the halftime show.
2: Do you realize that's that? That's true. Yeah, that's no, very true.
0: No, and poor. And the halftime show, by the way, is Usher. And let me just remind you, because I went ahead last night and pulled some of Usher's stats, because I'm like, why are we not talking about Usher? Uh, Nine number one hits. He sold more than 80 million records. He's won all kinds of awards. Um, He's had 53 Usher songs on the Billboard Hot 100. He's an actor. He's a dancer. He's a singer. He's a phenomenon. He's Usher. And no one's talking about the halftime show this year. I can't remember a Super Bowl, tell me if you can, I can't remember a Super Bowl where the halftime show wasn't big chatter in the media and on social media in the run up to the game.
2: Yeah, that's true. And sometimes the uh, chatter was negative. I forget which year it was, but there was a year where they did a lot of classic rock, several classic rock groups on there. And people were saying, oh, that's such a throwback. I don't want to see that anymore. And then you'll get one where it's uh, a female lead, as hard to believe as as it is. And there are certain guys going, it's not rock and roll. I think the reason that there's not a lot of press for the Usher appearance is because of Taylor Swift.
0: Ding, ding, ding. And it just shows you, it just shows you, like, let's peek behind the Super Bowl NFL curtain. The NFL knows that they need more than diehard football fans watching this televised event. And so the halftime show and the national anthem and the commercials and all of that are meant to lure people like me in like casual viewers who don't really care about the sporty ball, but they want to watch the spectacle. And now this year, The spectacle is actually unfolding on one of the teams because of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. So just a couple of days ago, Usher went on Good Morning America. And I swear, I've watched the clip twice. I feel like you could look at Usher's face and Usher's like, what are you going to do? Right. It's it's, this is just not a big year for the halftime show. But he's an amazing artist who deserves a little more respect. Here's just a snippet of what he said to Good Morning America
3: a minute you know
4: it's kind of like an adrenaline high right you're like yeah of course but then you really think about it like wait a minute the work you got to do to do this is like <laughs> it's a lot you know yeah. and um but i'm ready
6: the eight-time grammy winner revealing r b is taking the spotlight
4: to have r b have the main stage at the super bowl mm-hmm. is a major thing for me i think about what our country has, you know kind of represented for black artists mm. you know having to at some point go through kitchens to even be able to perform for an audience they had to leave back through that same door, you know, fear for their lives, mm. as they went to the next state to do the same thing. Mm. So I'm coming through the front door with this one. Yeah. <laughs> and I think about mm. all of the R&B performers yeah. who I carry in this moment.
0: I think it's going to be a phenomenal halftime show. I really, do. I think it's going to take a lot of people by surprise who are like, "Oh yeah, that's right. There's a halftime show." I think Usher's going to burn it down. I really do, but I just cannot believe how little play it's gotten anywhere. Like I'm all over because now that I, you know, since I've been following the chiefs, my entire Twitter feed is chiefs kingdom stuff. You would think you would think in the, I mean, I Max, when we, before the show started today, Max and I were talking about Joe Buck. The fact that I even know who Joe Buck is and what his thoughts on the Super Bowl are. (laughs) My God, it's the end of the
1: world, right? Joe Buck. Is convinced that something bad is gonna happen because this Super Bowl is in Vegas and he's not attending. He's not going. He says, What's gonna happen in Vegas won't stay in Vegas.
0: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Joe what? Buck. Joe Buck sounds like everybody's dad. Here's what he said: he said, I don't want to go to a maxim party and stay out all night. That's not my scene. I am not going to Vegas for the game. <laughs> a Maxim oh, Party <laughs> <laughs> we got morons in the news next it's bob and sherry morons in the news is sponsored by state farm like a good neighbor state farm is there
5: let's do it it's bob
2: and sherry these morons off the air with morons in the news an arkansas mom claimed that she was fired for showing up an hour late to her new job because of a harsh blizzard that swept through her area during the night. Her first name is Damita, And I don't think... I'm not going to give you her last name right now, but just based on her last name, I don't think you should be messing with this woman. She said, I'm sorry. Went on TikTok. I'm sorry, but we had like five inches of snow. I'm not used to driving in snow. I risked my life to get here. The people, it's an ambulance company, who run the company say, well... We got here and, you know, we were on time. You were not on time. And so you do not have a job with us. So go home. She's very upset about it. And she said, blank this job. I'm going to try to get my old job back. They at least respected me a little. Her full name is Demita Jomama. J O capital A M J O capital M A M A. Demita Jomama. I just what love it so much. Name. What a cool I love it. Name. Oh my god. Who are you? Joe Mama. I'm Joe Mama. You should
0: have gotten into morning radio. You really totally
3: your
2: Bob and Joe Mama.
0: <laughs> Is that not fantastic? <laughs> You'd have had some success with that. I'm not gonna Yeah. Lie.
4: Have been yeah. A man in Morganton, North Carolina, was charged with fire extinguisher molestation. A fire extinguisher found damaged in a historic courthouse led law enforcement to arrest a Morganton man for his role in the act. Officers with the Morganton Department of Public Safety were dispatched to the historic Burke County Courthouse for a vandalism call. Upon arrival, they allegedly located 27-year-old Joshua Daniel Sanders of Morganton in the area. Upon interviewing Sanders and reviewing surveillance footage, officers say they determined that Sanders had broken into and damaged a fire extinguisher housing unit. Sanders then proceeded to willfully misuse and discharge the extinguisher onto the grounds of the courthouse square. Officers also determined the device had been taken out of service due to the damage. Sanders was arrested and charged with molesting a fire extinguisher system. His first court appearance is set for March 25th. Now, if I'm Mr. Sanders, I would like the charges to be changed to wanton damage to a fire prevention system. (laughs) Because yeah. when his mugshot appears on the cover of Jailbird magazine, and it will, and he is charged with molesting, people going to talk. I know I had a completely different idea when I clicked on the I article. I I was surprised. When <laughs> That's you, true. When
0: you said it, Lamar, my imagination went, but how? Yeah.
2: Yeah, How did he molest yeah.
0: that fire extinguisher? Yeah. What was the appeal? Oh, my God, men yeah. are kinky. Yeah. yeah. And finally, today, we've got the video, and you have never seen a happier mugshot than the one that belongs to this dude, 49-year-old Jason Jason Bruskowitz. Um, He decided that he wanted to go for a drive on the beach, so he headed over to New Smyrna Beach, which is in Volusia County. It's south of Daytona, and it's just a beautiful part of the coast. And he drove his car around a closed gate that read, do not enter, and headed out onto the beach. Well, there was a lifeguard working on the beach to make sure that, you know, no one went swimming when they weren't supposed to and got into trouble. And um, lifeguard called the cops. And here come the deputies. And Jason tells them, I just wanted to drive on the beach. And they explain that the beach is closed because of high tide, and also you have to pay a fee and blah, blah, blah. And Jason was like, yeah, I didn't really feel like doing that. (laughs) And the video, it's high tide, remember? The video, he's driving on the beach, but he's actually driving in the ocean. You won't believe when you see what this knucklehead did.
2: I want to see it.
0: And then you look at his mugshot and you go, you know, for 49 years, this guy's been having a good time and have finally Mm. caught up with him. You'll be able to watch that on the Bob and Sherry Facebook coming up. It is Thursday, and since it's Throwback Thursday, we are going to highlight comedian Jeff Foxworthy. Plus, there's a very, very nasty foul-mouthed flock of parrots, and they're trying to teach them to clean up their language. But did it backfire really badly? All that straight ahead. It's Bob
5: and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. You know the expression, not all heroes wear
0: capes, right? Well, this is a case of heroes wearing only towels around their waist. It happened in Copenhagen. Some customers aboard a floating sauna in a Norwegian fjord, which sounds like a nice way to pass an hour or two in the yeah. afternoon, doesn't it? It does. You get yeah, it's on weird. The, you get on the floating sauna and you sit there and bake in the heat looking out at the Fjord. Well, there they are having their sauna when a car drives off the road by mistake and plunges into the Fjord with people, of course, in it. Turns out that the driver thought he had put the car in park, but he Mm -hmm. didn't, and he accidentally stepped on the gas pedal and the vehicle went flying into the Fjord as the car was going down, the two people inside it were swimming out through the window and clinging to the roof of the vehicle as the, as the floating sauna headed toward them. The skipper of the sauna said, I gave her full throttle toward the people that were climbing out of that car. And the sauna reached the car just as it went under. Now it's a Norwegian <laughs> Fjord in February, so say it yeah. with me it's cold they would not have lasted very long two of the sauna guests who of course were you know buck naked came flying out of the sauna and helped pull the two people out of the fjord they warmed them up inside the sauna they took them back to shore eventually you know they got a winch and they were able to pull the vehicle out of the water no one was hurt everyone had a nice relaxing sauna and the idea of being saved by a couple of people flying toward you, reaching for towels. This is the it's, most Norwegian Fjord story of Norwegian it, Fjord stories.
2: It, it really is. It's also a, a scene out of some sort of a rom-com. Can you see that totally, happening? Yeah, it's a meet cute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a meet cute
0: right. for sure. How they're right. going to get Jennifer Aniston to agree to it, I don't know. <laughs> but it's her or Reese Witherspoon, or the movie doesn't get made. It's Bobby right. Sherry.
2: Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Nissan.
0: It's time for Everyone Needs a Laugh. And who doesn't love comedian? Jeff Foxworthy.
7: But they have a rule in my neighborhood if you walk your dog and your dog does his business in somebody else's yard, you need to get a little plastic bag, pick it up, and dispose of it. And I know the dogs are confused. The dogs are like, wait a minute, you're taking it back home? Why did we have to walk three blocks? I could have pooped in a living room, saved us both some embarrassment. What a stupid rule. Why would they have us pick it up? It's fertilizer. It makes the grass grow. Lord, it's not like some child is gonna step in it. A kid had not played in the yard since
3: 1982.
7: <laughs> you, you know what's said? We have an entire generation that has no idea how to get dog poop off the bottom of their shoe. But when I was growing up, we played in the yard every day and every day, somebody stepped in dog poop. And when it was your turn, you knew what to do about it. You would hobble over to the curb and scrape the biggest part off on the edge of the curb. Then you would find a puddle and you would swirl the bottom of your shoe around in the puddle. Then limp over to the grass you do the brush stroke back and forth. <laughs> then you would find a little bitty piece of stick. Yes. And you would sit down on the curb and you would pick it out of the <laughs> zigzag pattern on the bottom. Then you wore those shoes to church the next day. <laughs> and nobody in that church knew you'd stepped in dog poo. <laughs> See, when it comes to technology, my wife and I laugh about this because we're in our mid-50s and my wife says, we're the baloney in the technology baloney sandwich. We're right in the middle because our parents can't text and our children can't write. (laughs) My kids don't even think you need to study. They're like, dad, if you want to know something, you just Google it. And to a point they're right. I mean, when I was growing up, if you were watching TV and somebody said, what was that guy in? You'd go, well, he looks familiar. That was it. Now you're watching TV, somebody goes, what was that guy in? Somebody goes, he was the janitor on Joey.
3: <laughs> of course he was.
7: <laughs> but I try to tell my kids, I said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can learn from Google. I said, but there's just as much stuff you can't learn from Google. You only learn it from life experience. You'll usually learn most of it the hard way. It's stuff that's not Googleable." <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. But I call them the facts of life. It's stuff you can't Google. Like this, fact of life. If you are trying to get to the bathroom in an emergency situation, it is not a wise idea to unbutton your pants in transit trying to save a couple of seconds. (laughs) Because the muscles that guard the floodgates will interpret the unbuttoning as the signal to abandon their post And the two seconds you saved on the button are nullified by the hour and a half you spend mopping and doing laundry. You only learn that the hard way. Fact of life, if you are going to see a scary movie at the movie theater, it will be much more entertaining if you can find a seat directly behind a group of black women. Because not only will you get the scary movie, you will also get their running commentary of the scary movie. Oh, look at this. She running around in her panties like that. Girl, put some drawers on and put that hair up before he snatched that weave out your head. Now, Can you see this girlfriend? She going back in the house. No, she going down to the basement. Girl, get your and get out there now. Fact of life, women always have more questions than men have answers to. Great example of this, six, seven months ago, I get a text one day. The text says, please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. I walk into the kitchen where my wife is, I said, hey, I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. She said, was he driving? I said, I don't know, I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. Were Carol and the kids in the car with him? I don't know, I just got a text that said, please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. (laughs) Were the people in the other car hurt? I don't know. I just got texted. Please pray for Tom.
1: He was in a bad
7: wreck. What hospital did they take him to? I don't know. I just got texted. Please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. She said, well, you don't know anything. What do you know? I know you need to pray for Tom. I just got texted. He was in a bad wreck. (laughs) That's all I got. I ain't holding anything back. That's it.
2: <laughs> He's still funny. His stuff is still funny.
7: We'll get that posted up
0: at B O B A N D S H E R I dot com. This is Bob
5: and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download
4: the free Bob and Sherry app. Do you hate Love Month, but you love free stuff? Go to BobandSherry.com and you could win a me party box with delicious vanilla chocolate chip scones from the scone goddess and a main Needham sampler pack, plus a Netflix gift card and more Bob and Sherry swag. Okay, the Mexico Uh City International Airport acknowledged in a statement that a man had opened an emergency exit and walked out on the wing of a plane that was parked and waiting to take off. The airport said they have turned this man over to police. But dozens of fellow passengers signed a written copy of a statement saying the airline made them wait for four hours without ventilation or water while the flight was delayed. And according to photos of the statement that's posted online, fellow passengers say he did this to protect everyone and he wanted and he was trying to help everybody. The airport said in a statement that the passenger on a flight to Guatemala opened an emergency door on a plane while it was stationary at a remote position, stood on a wing, and then re-entered the cabin without affecting the aircraft or anyone else. But he went ahead and turned himself in to the authorities because he knew it was going to be a problem. Uh, At least 77 passengers aboard that flight signed the statement on notebook paper, and they have photos of it all on social media supporting the guy. The delay and lack of air created conditions that endangered the health of the passengers. He saved our lives. Not to put too fine of a point on it. And uh, uh, an incident report said the flight had been due to lift off at eight 45, but because of a maintenance alert on the plane, the captain had to return to the gate for the required maintenance. The passengers were unhappy and one of them opened the emergency door and stepped out on the wing. Well, if you get down to the four hours and 56 minutes, so almost five hours, those people yeah. had to sit there. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That is. That's ridiculous. I now I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you know. So what's going to happen course,
2: to him? He's he's a hero well, to the people uh, on the plane. What what's going to happen to him? Do we know?
4: Uh, Ariel Mexico will not comment uh, on what's going. You know, they're not going to comment on anything that's going on. Yeah. But I got a feeling when you've got that many people that's back in your play. You know, I can hear the guy now. You know what? I'm good. mind just open this emergency door and go out, and they're going, "Yeah, do it, do it, do it, yeah." <laughs> and so he opens it up and goes out. I mean, I don't,
2: I don't think anything will happen to the guy. I think they're going to smother the either. story because it's such negative news. Yeah. For what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, national air. They will let
4: him go. They will let him go yeah. and hope this goes away. Because once he opened the emergency door, they had to change planes completely. Once right. you open the emergency, you don't just close the emergency door back open or back right, closed. Right. I mean, right. there's all kinds of stuff that's got to happen. So they had to change planes, but at least something happened. You know, if you think about it, it's easy to say five hours, but can you imagine five hours setting how close everybody is? There's no air conditioning yeah. running. Yeah. I, I, I would get claustrophobic, it, it would be a problem for me. It really and Mexico
2: is hot. A lot of parts of Mexico yes. is hot. That's probably an issue yes. too. Did they say anything about the bathrooms? Were the bathrooms still available to the people on the plane?
4: Well, I think they I... were, but they weren't yeah. handing out water or anything. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. come
4: on. I, yeah. I, I don't know. There, there, there needs to be rules. If you're not going to be able to solve this problem <laughs> in a certain amount of time, you should let people off of the plane.
2: What's the time? What what would you say would be the most time? I'm gonna say an hour. Hour.
4: I'm gonna, hour max.
2: Yeah, yeah. No,
0: I'm gonna give them I'm gonna cut them some slack and give them 90 minutes. I fly a lot and I spend a lot of time yeah. cooling my jets literally on runways because we're mm-hmm. waiting for the windshield wiper to come in. I think mm-hmm. an hour, I mean that would be great, but that's not reasonable. 90 minutes and then everybody's off the plane
2: they're lucky a riot didn't break out i gotta tell you i don't know if if people in mexico are perhaps a little better behaved or or what it is but boy there are some situations in the u.s of a if if we were on the plane for five hours there'd be fistfights
4: that's just a lot that's i mean five
0: hours what's the longest what's the longest that you've ever sat on a runway like
2: that. I, I, I've, I've, I've done it for an hour.
4: Yeah. Wait, I've sat my, with all for an hour. Yeah. 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 My
0: longest was just over two hours. And I was fine because I was listening to a murdery podcast and um, working on something. But at the two-hour mark, it was like, all right, mm-hmm. if we're not really going to go to Chicago, we need to get off mm-hmm. this plane. Yeah. But the idea of wing walking. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> that
0: would not occur to me, Lamar.
4: Would That's a bold it. move. That's a bold yeah. move. Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
2: It is time now for Bob and Sherry's Small Plates. Hey, did you see Ben Affleck in that Duncan ad during the Grammys?
0: It yes, so I good. loved it. He was he, great. He, he,
2: He's standing up for all middle-aged and older guys. If you didn't see it, it's for uh, Duncan, of course, which is a Boston company. That's where he's from. And he makes fun of himself. In the ad, he <laughs> calls himself B-Low and pokes fun at his unhappy face at last year's Grammys. The beginning of the ad has him watching a news story with the headline, The Boredest Man in the World, accompanied with a photo of him and Lopez at the awards last year. The whole thing then shifts to Ben wanting to be a pop star and even getting dance help from Charlie D. Emilio. In the end, the actor says, and I quote, and we're going to play it in just a minute. I just want you to know because you can't see it. They tell you you're no good. You're a goofy, middle-aged, clumsy white guy with no rhythm and you can't sing on key. You're not coordinated. (laughs) That That means I can't be a pop star? Underestimate Boston at your peril. And here it is. Uh, He's bored. No. Studying. Always watching. You can do that.
1: Why can it be? What's going on, baby? I had this crazy dream you're gonna lock. I had come up with like some beats and then you were like, maybe you should put that on the record. I even had like a persona like J-Lo or like B-Lo. That's the bad version, obviously. Do you have any time today? I understand. No reason for you to come by. Uh Uh-huh. Overlook it, I guess I'll have to show you. These are the beats right here. CD? Big time music expert. You don't know where music comes from? It's hot. Yeah. Does music have to rhyme? Yo, I got like this or too subtle. Maybe you can just show me how it looks like. Right. Yeah, I can do that. Who is TikTok? <laughs> they tell you you're no good. You're a goofy, middle-aged, clumsy white guy with no rhythm and you can't sing on key. You're not coordinated. <laughs> that means I can't be a pop star? Mm-hmm underestimate Boston
2: Mm -hmm. at your peril.
1: This is me now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I gotta tell you, that's gonna work so big time for him. That is really gonna work big time for him. That's gonna rehabilitate his uh, his image. And speaking of rehabilitating an image, now we don't know if this is gonna happen or not. Oprah may score a huge tell-all interview. Rumor is, Justin Timberlake is thinking about sitting down with Oprah thanks to the reignited Britney Spears drama. Uh, source says, the idea of a sit-down chat with someone like Oprah was floated months ago, and it's now back in the cards. They noted that Justin is really not happy how things have gone down. For her part, it was rumored Brit turned down a chance to sit with Oprah herself. Um, that'll be interesting to see if he's got the courage to do that. Because that... That sit-down thing didn't go well with Harry and Megan, You know? That, yeah. was, that was not a game-changer there.
0: Do you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm hoping that this is that rare example of people maintaining a dignified silence. Because I don't see how this helps him or anyone. Do you? I see
2: what you mean. I see what you mean. But he is in the mud right now. Even after the Saturday Night Live appearance... Uh, Even that was criticized because, you know, one of the Bee Gees is dead. So sometimes you just have to fall on the sword and say, I I need forgiveness and start all over again. But I hear what you're saying. Uh, I don't think he's going to
0: do that, though. Whoa, whoa, back up, back up. Because he did a surprise appearance and played his new song and talked about how um, he wasn't apologizing to anyone for anything. And he right. wasn't explaining anyone anything to anyone. So if he does do a sit down, I don't think it's going to have that tone. That's why I think it would be better if he just, dude, just say nothing at this point. You cannot wait Just see here. what
2: happens. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of uh, cool. Uh, Valentine's Day, right around the corner, a florist has offered thorn-free Valentine's Day roses to victims of cheaters. This Valentine's Day, the British florist Athena Flowers is giving away thorn-free roses. They call it a uh, thorn-free Valentine's Day, but they use another word. I think you can figure out what that word is. To offer some solace during what can be an emotionally challenging season. The uh, florist is also giving away boxes of removed thorns, if you will, Allowing the recipient to decide how they wish to dispose of them. For instance, scattering them symbolically outside your ex-lover's door. Um, here's Here's my take on this. Maybe get the roses. Don't go over to the ex's door and put down a bunch of thorns. Just don't go there again. Take them off your phone. You know, don't get involved whatsoever. That's never going to help you long term. McDonald's. Shamrock Shakes return this week. How about that? Yeah. McDonald's is gearing up for St. Patrick's Day by launching its popular Shamrock Shake. And the seasonal treat, known for its mini flavor, blends vanilla soft-serve ice cream with mint syrup topped with whipped cream. In addition to the Shamrock Shake, McDonald's is also introducing the Oreo Shamrock McFlurry, featuring the same minty base with crushed Oreos. These festive items will be with us right through St. Patrick's Day. And if you eat all of that, it'll be with you forever on your hips. There it is. So, that's it, Small Plates.
5: This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com.
0: What a wild week this has been for music. So I'm really excited to tell you that Tracy Chapman's Fast Car um, wasn't just the number one song on Apple Music. That album, which is a fantastic, groundbreaking album, is the number one album on Apple Music. But wait, there's more. The Grateful Dead, which disbanded in 1995, (laughs) um, just made Billboard chart history. They just broke the record for the most top 40 albums to chart on the Billboard 200. And they have not been a band since 1985. The Dead pulled (laughs) ahead of Elvis and they pulled ahead of Sinatra. um, And now they have the most top 40 albums to chart, which is amazing when you consider that first they haven't been a band since 95. Um,
1: That's when Jerry Garcia died
0: yeah yeah and so they think that um music industry insiders think that the reason this is happening is because um one the deadheads are as loyal and fanatical as ever whether the band is a band or not and two because the grateful dead they were pioneers in allowing fans to record and share live shows can you imagine if the internet had been around when the dead was at its peak how viral those shows would have gone. But because they did that, um, the, the music, the, the live dead shows still circulate. And now with the internet, they circulate really widely. And because of that, not only are fans still listening, but new fans are being made all the time, which is how we have a band that, that ended in 1995, making Billboard chart history in 2024. What a wild week for music this is, with Taylor Swift becoming the most artist to ever win four Album of the Year Grammys, Tracy Chapman's wild resurgence to number one in Apple Music, and now this with The Grateful Dead. It's Bob and Sherry
5: sign up for our newsletter we never spam you never did get bob and sherry exclusives just go to bob and
0: it's talk back time now if you enjoy talking on the phone you can call us on that thing at 844 52s heri or if you have our app you can talk to us that way too just look in the bottom center of the screen there's a little cartoon microphone tap it and talk and the app will do the rest
6: hi tamra the hairdresser from charlotte here and I have a funny speeding story. Uh, my dad, he drove with two feet. He sped all the time, even though he was a Southern Baptist minister. He was a speed demon, and I guess I got that from him. My car was broke down, and I was driving his big um, Chrysler four-door sedan, and the speedometer was broke, and I was dressed up as a conehead going to work as a hairdresser for Halloween, and I got pulled for speeding. Well, the cop didn't find it too funny that I was dressed as a conehead, and he gave me a ticket anyway and faulty equipment and speeding. Needless to say, my dad had the speedometer fixed not long after that. All right. Thank you all. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
2: That is so funny. Oh, I love that. I just love that. I, I, had, a, uh, I had a girlfriend once, and she was trying to get a job, She was part-time in a news department. She was trying to get a full-time job as a news reporter. And so we walked out of the uh, building we were both working at, and it was, again, Halloween time. And uh, she saw the guy that was going to uh, possibly hire her. And uh, he he waved, got in the car, and we got into her car, and she was driving. And she said, I've got a great eye cutout on this mask. It's fantastic. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, put it on and drive around as a pig. It was a scary looking pig. And so we're, we're driving down terrible the road idea. and it's terrible idea. She terrible pulls up idea. next, pulls up next to the news director guy and looks over and he notices me and the car and she has a pig head. On <laughs> on her head. But what can you do? You know, she gave him a little wave, and that was it.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my! Well, we have another. Um, we have another cop-related uh, talkback message. So this one uh-huh. was
1: cut off, but I think we know where this was going. Here we go.
4: Good morning, Bob and Sherry. I am at work right now, listening to the podcast from the other day about everybody getting pulled over, and Bob's plan to get out of a ticket with the Elvis song
1: idea. Well, I'm at work as an officer right now. And if, if I was going to pull him over, I'd still give him a ticket. <laughs> I yeah. finished
2: Wait a minute. The last, the last word <laughs> he said was, it. Well, it worked. Isn't that what he said?
4: Well, no. at the, <laughs> the song idea. It. Well, I'm at work as well, an officer right now.
1: And if I'm at work as an officer, is what he said. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm okay. at work as an officer. And I think what he was going to say based on his intonation was, I'd still give yeah. him a ticket.
2: Yeah, I, I got that feeling too. Just he had so much energy and happiness in his voice as a police officer. You know <laughs> about, what about because
0: because he was, <laughs> was going to be giving you a ticket. Um, so yeah. last um, last Sunday, I took Kevin on a little road trip, and I want to shout out. Um, we have a listener in Fayetteville named Chris, who gave Kevin her knee scooter that she didn't need anymore. And so I was like, well, you know, he needs to get out of the house. I'm going to roll the window down, let him put his head out. And we're gonna come. To, we're gonna come get that scooter from you, Chris. So we took a drive, and we rode along the exact highway where I got my one and only speeding ticket so far in this lifetime. And you know, everybody else, like Lamar, gets a speeding ticket every twenty minutes. Kevin couldn't even tell me how many speeding tickets he's had. That was my like one. Thank you, Darby. He's she's agreeing that you drive too fast and like a maniac.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: I was like, that was my one and only speeding ticket, and the officer came to. I went to court, and the officer told the judge that um, even though he had given me the ticket, that um, he felt that I did not do it intentionally and had just kind of zoned out on my speed, and the judge forgave the ticket. And That wow. is my one and you yeah, that is so my, lucky. That is my one and only speeding ticket and traffic ticket story. And once again, I want to shout out Chris for sharing her scooter. She has a dog. This It's a German shepherd dog that she rescued. Lucy's Mm -hmm. two ears stand straight up and they're right next to each other. You have never seen a German shepherd that was more designed by God to go as the Trix rabbit for Halloween. That is the greatest (laughs) dog. Nothing has made me want a dog again the way meeting Chris's dog Lucy did. All right, straight Mm -hmm. ahead. We're going to take you down the rabbit hole by request. And then the story of a very foul-mouthed flock of parrots. Are they going to get better or are they going to get worse? We got the details. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
2: Bob and Sherry go.
4: The rabbit hole.
0: So this rabbit hole was by request. Um, we got an email from our listener, Jen Lyles, who said that she doesn't have any social media because it's toxic and awful, which, you know, Agreed. And that yeah. she watched The Grammy's Sunday night, not expecting much of anything, and ended up like crying on her couch watching Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs sing Fast Car, which of course was it's Tracy's song and it's one of the most incredible songs. And when it first came out, you might have been like in high school or college and you heard it one way, but now life has put some miles on you and you've done hearing it another. So as soon as, the, as soon as that performance ended, people started posting the full unedited clip up on X, formerly known as Twitter. And so the way I have watched that performance probably 50 times, but Jen is right. If you don't have social media, you, you are probably dying to see what everybody was talking about, dying to hear it. So we're going to take you down the rabbit hole and we're going to play you from the Grammys, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. Here you go, Jen.
3: Well, any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to lose Maybe we'll make something Be myself, I got nothing to prove
1: You got a fast car, And
3: I got a plan Inside here. heaven working And the convenience store Just a little bit of money Wanted to drive too far Just across the border and into the city And you and I can both get Finally see what it means to be living See, my old man has got a problem Yeah, but the bottle, that's the way it is He says, but it's too old for working it's too young to look like his My mama went off and left him and more from life than he could give I say, somebody's got to take care of him I quit school, that's what I did you got a fast call Fast enough so we can fly away we got to make a decision Tonight I'll even die this way I remember when you were alive Driving in your car, the streets of Bassa were like I was gone Sales Still ain't got a job So work in the market is a checkout girl We a job that pays all our bills, stay out drinking late at the bar, for your friends and you do your kids, I'd always hope for better, but maybe together, you need me find it, I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere, take your best car and keep on driving, enough so you can fly away we gotta make the decision leave tonight or live and die this way
0: so that's for jen and everyone that doesn't have social media and if you do have the socials we'll post that up on the bob and sherry facebook hey. Is that not... Man, mm, mm. That is what America needed. A performance that crossed a bunch of divides and made a whole lot of people feel human again. This is Bob and Sherry.
2: Can You Believe This? is sponsored by Easy Cater. Order food for your work at easycater.com. You read it once.
6: I don't believe that.
1: And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this I cannot believe
6: this
0: I've got a very exciting update on a story that went around the world in 2020. And you're gonna remember it. Um, so back in 2020, a private citizen donated five African gray parrots to the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park in the UK. The parrots are named Billy, Tyson, Elsie, Eric, and Jade. And the owner donated these parrots. And didn't really disclose that the parrots not only could talk, but that they had the worst, phallus, most profane language you've ever heard. And the and the zoo was concerned uh, when the five African greys were originally donated. They kept the birds in isolation because they were afraid that it would be offensive to visitors. But then a funny thing happened because human nature the five cursing parrots became the star attraction <laughs> at the zoo. So they ended up putting the birds out, you know, every day. And they hung a sign that said, quote, for your information, um, every common swear word can be heard in this aviary. So please be aware if you have people with you of a sensitive nature. And what they were kind of hoping was that um, the parrots, over time, when they were away from their original people owners, would clean up their language. <laughs> but it hasn't happened at all. <laughs> These birds are just swearing a blue streak at this zoo. So um, they, they came up with a new idea. And they said... We're going to introduce these birds, these cursing parrots, who again are named Billy, Tyson, Eric, Elsie, and Jade. They're going to introduce them into a giant flock of other African gray parrots. The plan is that that will dilute the swearing, that when they're around so many of their own kind, they'll drop the habit. But the director of this zoo, the CEO, whose name is Steve Nichols, said... Now of course it could backfire and we could end up with one hundred swearing parrots on our hands. <laughs> only time will tell.
4: So <laughs> Well see, those kinds of words, Just, those kinds of words are easy for them to memorize. They're very easy well, because you only say that word once. Not it, only that.
1: We, we've talked about this with parrots. They seem to f- hang on to words that seem to have emotion connected to them. So yes. my feeling is that the rest of those parrots are going to be swearing, too. Well, here at the, the zoo,
0: because um, word got out that they accepted these birds. And so three more people stepped forward and donated their parrots, Eric, Captain, and Sheila. And according to the CEO of the zoo, their language is even more foul-mouthed than the first five parrots. Mr. Nichols said, quote, when we came to move them, the language that came out of their carrying boxes was phenomenal, really bad. Not even swear words. Like, these were proper filthy expletives. Then the CEO went on to say, and this is this is my favorite quote from a business person that maybe I've ever read. He said, quote, truly, you never tire of being told to F off by a parrot. <laughs> so, uh, so, <laughs> so now they've got they went from five cursing birds to eight cursing birds. They have ninety-two non swearing parrots. And so it they might are take int- a while, but Yeah. They're introducing the eight foul foul-mouthed talking birds to the flock of ninety-two. Now the um the CEO said, now the problem is of course Once for for these birds, once they get a word in their vocabulary, it stays there for good. And he said, some of the other birds we have, they imitate trucks backing up, doors slamming, mobile phones, people laughing. And he said, I'm just really hoping that Billy and Tyson and Eric and Jade and Elsie and Eric and Captain and Sheila will start making those noises. And he said, and if it goes the other way, quote, This is going to turn into some kind of an adult aviary. I want you to imagine 100 parents yelling profanity at you.
1: It it would be very funny, but oh, it's so wrong, but you just couldn't bring kids. I mean, it's...
0: They, that's why they have the sign-up. But, you know, people stand in line to go see these birds. Oh, yeah. Chris, yeah. now I I want you to imagine walking into a zoo exhibit where a 100 birds tell you in no uncertain terms where
1: you can shove it. It's Sherry, let me ask you this. Would you rather take children to the monkey house where that's happening or to the parrot
4: aviary? Let me, I, I let feel me this say- is
0: easier to explain, honestly. Yeah.
4: Let me say this. If those kids are going to middle school, they're hearing things that would make the parents blush. Okay, if they're going to middle school, you know, come on, come on.
5: It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com.
4: Joe Montana has got such a legendary reputation as a quarterback for the 49ers. He was unbelievable. He made great decisions. I mean, just all around had everything. Now that he's out of football, uh, he's got this uncanny knack for finding an open, wide uh, business to get into. That's, That's where he's doing now. It looks like that that intuition extends way beyond football into the world of marijuana. Montana's investment in a tiny California cannabis startup four years ago has given him an ownership stake in what is now one of the biggest pot companies in the state. In 2019, Montana's venture capital, and he's got his firm is called liquid two ventures. It was a very early investor in the weed startup. Maybe a cannabis uh, distribution company that found, we well, were founded by a couple of tech engineers today. NABIS has quietly become one of the most successful pot companies in California, selling hundreds of millions of dollars of weed. NABIS is so dominant in California, it is now responsible for moving 22% of all weed products legally sold in the state.
0: Whoa, the timing, that's got to be... The, I mean, they're printing money, Lamar, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah.
4: NABIS, in, in, since they started, NABIS has grown over 430% in the last three years. Oh, yeah. I don't know what kind of trucks are taking it to the bank in, because I'm telling you, he's making a fortune. He's making football money look like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. No mm.
0: kidding.
4: Yeah. Wow. I was sort of shocked. Hey, but, hey, Joe Montana, he knows what he's doing if you're looking for some pot, he's your man. And this is Bob and <laughs> Sherry.
1: Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
0: We have uh, one of our buddies, the comic CJ, on the line. Here's This is random. What you doing, CJ?
8: I was listening to y'all's um, your show this morning, and I said I got to call my, my peeps and holler at him and give him some... Funny insights. So I'm, sh- I'm ashamed to share this, but I'm gonna let everybody laugh at me. Bring All it, right. cause you're Bring a pretty on, smooth CJ. guy, CJ.
0: What happened?
8: I'm, I'm. You know, yeah, you know, share. I'm a romantic. As you as are. As I, and this was one. This was back after the. And I mean, and, and you guys know about divorce, Bob. Uh, Bob you know about. You roll out there. You trying to go out there and try something new. This is right after I was reaching out after my divorce. Oh yeah. So, I'm, you know, I'm the older guy. I'm old, I'm a player. I'm right. a back daddy. Yeah. And I roll up on a puma, a young one, you know. And I'm like, this is my first real young chick. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna roll out the old school charms and impress her to death. Watch out. out. To cook the pork loin. Ain't mess it ain't messing up. Yeah. Ain't mess it up. That's I, right. I even, I even put a little teriyaki on it. Yeah, put a little sauce on Oh, yeah. On. Ooh, yeah. I got a little wine. It actually had a cork in it. She was super impressed. Right. we taking it into the evening. She's I got rose petals on the floor. I got the whole night. I got a candle lit. I had the candle already lit. Hey, you did it all. Yeah.
2: This is going good.
8: Now, here's the chicken. The candle had been burning. For a because I surprised him, and, and you know, went to when we went to the um, bedroom. The moment of truth, you know, we were headed down the home stretch. I said, "I'm the man," and I found out that when you are having wonderful time with the ladies you really care about, then all of a sudden I said, "Oh man, moment of truth is about to ride. Let me blow the candle out." Well, I didn't know that on a candle, when you're naked, you're supposed to give it a gentle blow on the candle and not a birthday candle blow. Uh-oh. So when I blew it, uh, like, uh, I went to stand up to put it out. Naked man and and candle wax don't mix. So when I blew hard, the candle back splattered on me, and I was touching and I just said shiggity. And when I did that, because I burned my, my hand, I threw the candle in the air. Well, then I forgot that this ain't the Matrix. So the candle was in the air, and, I, and wax was flying out. Now, I already got wax on certain parts of
2: my... I already got... <laughs> That's the line, man. You forgot it was not the Matrix. <laughs> So you've got
8: hot wax. Now the wax now the hot wax is in the air and I'm like Keanu Reeves, I see it. And I already got wax on me where places you supposed to pay to be wax. It's already there. Yeah, now yeah. I try to judo chop I try to judo chop the candle and knock it out of the way, but I didn't know that when you judo chop a candle at the bottom, it does a three hundred and sixty degree turn, so now I got a centrifugal force of wax. Spinning around the room on naked people. <laughs> and, uh, I didn't notice that the flame had not yet been extinguished on the candle. <laughs> so when the candle fell on the carpet, now I got wax all over me and there's a flame on my carpet. Ooh. And I now proceed to do I don't know I didn't know a black man could do river dance till I was <laughs> <back>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, I was trying to catch a candle and, and, and go coincidentally, my hand was on my waist and the other hand was in the air trying to catch the candle and trying to keep wax from flying on certain places. The candle and wax don't go, and I was tap dancing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Jr. would have been proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot
2: of talent all at once. Wow, yeah, CJ. And-
0: what did, uh, what, did your, uh, yeah. what did your lady have to say about that? She was,
8: While she was laughing at me. I'll bet. Laughing, laughing profusely uh, until the candle wax hit her in her hair. And women, you know women in their hair. Then it won't funny no more.
0: You don't get <laughs> candle wax in a woman's hair, no.
2: <laughs> Man, so, I feel for you. You're fighting to come back after the divorce, right? You're fighting yeah. to get back into the swing of things.
8: The swing of thing—I just gave new meaning to wax on, wax off. That's <laughs> what <I mean. laughs>
0: What's your right. website, CJ? We'll put it
8: www, up. www.cjisfunny That's and I just leave the candles alone, fellow. Just get a <laughs> nice small candle and put a little cop over it and put the flames out. <laughs> 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 Not be naked when you put the candle out. That's be right. Naked to put the candle
2: out. forgot he wasn't in the Matrix. That oh, was funny. And, of course, well, it would be the
0: first time out, you know?
2: I know, where, yeah. We needed a yeah, confidence, confidence building. right? Yeah, that's exactly All right, right. Well,
0: now you know something not to do for See,
1: Valentine's Day. I don't right? care what the situation If you're a man and you're naked with a woman, you don't want her laughing. You just don't no, about, no, about anything.
2: Nothing. no, nothing, That's right. Got very quiet in the room there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Love Month on Bob and Sherry. That's true. But even so, some of us are blue. Bob and Sherry have a way to take the blues away with a celebration just for you. It's a box with socks that are cozy. They're sure to warm up your teeny little toesies. A mask that will calm and moisturize your skin and the Bob and Sherry swag you've been dying to win. We also include some scone goddess scones which will take the sting out of being alone. We've included delicious May Needhams, those cute little candies. With your free Netflix gift card, you'll definitely want them handy. It's a Me Party from the Scone Goddess, May Needhams, and the Bob and Sherry Show. We're picking a winner every day, so come on, don't be slow. You can register now for the Bob and Sherry Me Party Package on the contest page at BobandSherry.com.
5: Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at com.
2: There are two old expressions that come to mind when I talk about this next subject. The first one is the rich are very different from the rest of us. And the second one is Monaco is a sunny place for shady people. The article was in the Sunday Times of London. And Prince, Monaco, Prince Albert of Monaco, uh, the headline says, may have his faults, but no one could question his generosity. So Prince Albert, first of all, Monaco, if you're not familiar with it, I've never been there, but you know, I've read about it. It's a principality. It's in France, but it's its own country in France, principality. So just think of a city like the size of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as a country inside of Wisconsin. It's right on the water. It's beautiful. It, Percentage-wise, I think it has more millionaires than any place else uh, in the world. You'll see like Ringo Starr shows up there, all sorts of famous and, and not famous people who have a lot of money. Prince Albert is the son of Grace Kelly, who married uh, the uh, prince of Monaco many, many years ago and left Hollywood, left the Hitchcock uh, filmmaking company and said, I'm going to be a princess. Then she drove off a cliff, something happened, and her car crashed, and she died. And she had, uh, I don't know if it was three children, I think three children, and Prince Albert is one of them. He is married to Princess Charlene, and she gets an allowance from the principality of just under $2 million a year U.S., and she spends more than that. So he digs into his pocket, and he covers whatever else she's spending. She is not alone. His former mistress has continued to benefit from his largesse, as do the two children he had out of wedlock before meeting Charlene. He gives money to all of these people, and it was all just revealed by a guy named Claude Palermo, who was the prince's property manager until he got sacked last year because he started spilling the beans about what was going on. And this is what was going on. I'll give you an example. Uh, Jasmine Grimaldi, who is 31, Albert's daughter, with a uh, an American former waitress, uh, receives $86,000 every three months, despite not being a part of the royal family. Um, this person also was given $5,000 for her 18th birthday, and an apartment in New York, which was worth $3 million, Several years later, Um, he covers ransom insurance for another son that he had with a woman named Nicole Cost during his bachelor days. He has set up uh, Charlene, who is 45 years old, a South Africa swimmer. She receives $7.5 million over the course of eight years. Following her marriage to Albert, which ended, um, he gave her $200,000 plus uh, $77,000. I don't know why. Among her expenses were a million dollars to redecorate her office.
0: I don't know much about Prince Albert except that he's always in my newsfeed, And mm-hmm. he seems to have a real problem keeping his barn door closed which Mm -hmm. is why he has all of these expenses. But when I look at him, and of course I'm one of the only sketchy American women he hasn't had an out of wedlock child with, but when I look at him, I'm like, I have a feeling that your hands are always clammy and you have a naturally occurring faint medicinal smell about you. Like if you did not have Prince in front of your name and of Monaco at the end of it, I'm not sure you'd be clock in this kind of action there's something about him be. that is unappealing and this Princess Charlene when they are photographed together she looks like a woman with an extreme case of the icks. like ah, eek, ah. they're there if you remember they were all over the news maybe I don't know three four months ago because the press was convinced that she had had some sort of a nervous breakdown and that the royal family of Monaco That's right was trying to cover it up and and i don't know i don't know what went down with princess charlene but there seems to be an understanding between princess charlene and prince albert that everyone's going to put on a brave face but do you not even think of touching me with those clammy little hands like She you know, just seems that repulsed too. by him, don't you?
2: Yeah. yeah, that's the look on her face when they're photographed together. I'm looking at one of them. I think the deal is, I married you and I'm great looking. And I know that you like the ladies and you need a princess. But I am not into you and I'm going to be spending some of your money. And he, he is considered in Monaco to be pretty much controlled by the women in his life. And there are women that he didn't marry, and there are women who were daughters, and there were, you know, a wife or two. The women control everything this guy does with his money.
0: Well, based on what you just described, that seems like a statement of pure fact. And like, hey, Prince Albert, um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. And that's a rule you might apply, consider applying to yonder royal trousers. Because that guy, that guy is always in some sort of scandalous trouble. And you know, he's strictly trading on that whole, I'm royalty situation. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: Use the talk talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Oh, I think this is so
0: interesting. So a French artist spent two months training pet rats to take selfies of themselves um, what they he trained them to push a small button of a camera that was facing directly toward them in a photo booth. And um, he found that once the rodents figured out that pushing that button showed them an image of themselves, they did it hundreds of times, <laughs> hundreds of times <laughs> Be- because it turns out humans are not the only animals that enjoy taking a selfie. So in the beginning of the experiment, he, the, the way it worked, it was, it was based on similar uh, behavioral experiments by like BF Skinner and stuff, but you don't care about all those details. Just stop talking, Sherry. Nobody cares, but you, cause you're such a geek. Anywho, in the beginning of the experiment, The rats, when they pushed the button, would be rewarded with a little taste of sugar. So, of course, you know, every animal in the world enjoys sugar. So, of course, the rats pushed the button. But they gradually took the sugar and made it less and less and less until it was gone. And the animals kept taking the pictures without the sugar. It turns out that they just absolutely loved pushing the buttons. (laughs) And seeing themselves. So then he took the pet rock. He took the pet rats. He built this special like rat selfie containment device. Right. He took his yeah. pets out and for a week they just lived their regular life. No selfies. Then he put them back in the box and they started right back up again, <laughs> pushing the button and taking the selfie. And I can, um, I can, uh, Doc and I can post a link because these rat selfies are hilarious the looks on their faces the angles uh-huh. sometimes you're looking right up the little rat nose whiskers <laughs> ears bright eyes sometimes you see their little hands on the button it's it's amazing it's just amazing to think about and and either you're a selfie person or you're not like i don't i'm not really a are you a selfie person i can't imagine that you would be i don't take I'm a lot not. of selfies no I'm i don't not.
2: take any no
0: I mean, other than like in the morning, like first thing, I look in the mirror and then I don't see myself again until the end of the day. But the idea yeah. of just taking a million selfies and also I'm not very good at it. Like I, I know people that are like, hang on, let me, let's me let get a selfie. And they just one take and they nail it and they look amazing. If I try to take a selfie, I look some combination of exhausted. Or criminal, or like I'm being held against my will. Like there's just something about it that (laughs) I can't get it. I can't get it right. I don't have that that inborn skill some people have. But these rat selfies. Yeah, you got to do it a lot. These rat selfies are precious.
2: You know what I found interesting about uh, selfies is you and I uh, would be making an appearance somewhere. Let's say it's in Upstate New York, right, Hudson Valley. And uh, and thank you. I'll just say it. uh, Thank you to anybody that would come out and say hello to us. Um, And so I remember this one specifically. we were at that barbecue restaurant and um, a person came up. It was a woman came up, said, Bob, can I get a selfie with you? And I forget who was there. I think it was Tony was was near me. I said, yeah, sure. I'd love that. Um, I, I tell you, what. let's let's make it better. Tony will take the picture. And she said, oh, I don't I don't want I want a selfie. I don't want anybody to take our picture. I want a, a selfie. Yeah, it's a different yeah. aesthetic. It is. It, mean, is. So, it is. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. you can, you can tell when but it's it a looks selfie. better as a picture, you know, and That's that's, this the strange thing,
0: but it's a selfie. It's supposed to look like a selfie. My yeah. favorite, um, this is a, a meme that's going around, um, X. Oh, I hate calling it that. I miss Twitter so much, but it's going around X right now. And it, I've seen it a million times and it makes me laugh every single time. So this person has a password monitor set up on their laptop at home. And after a certain number of failed password attempts, the laptop takes a screenshot of of the person attempting to log in to their computer. It's a security device. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is trying to log into this person's computer and it fails, the computer takes the shot and then automatically sends it to her phone. And so she got this hysterical shot of her cat standing on the keyboard. The cat had been on the keyboard and had failed the password three times. But the look on the cat's face is like busted. (laughs) Like you could just tell that the animal (laughs) had no idea. And I love that. I love these little rat selfies. And I know the rats don't really understand, you know, their own image in a mirror. And they don't understand photos. And none of them have Instagram put their little rat faces and their tiny little hands taking pictures of themselves. We'll post it. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back back. with the free
5: Bob and Sherry app.
2: I find myself smiling uh, at some of the things my grandson, Christian did when he was staying with Mary and me, he was here for three and a half days and uh, that's a pretty good amount of time. And we did a lot of things together and one of the things really made me laugh. I have a friend named Charlie, and years ago, he had his first grandchild. Charlie's a few years older than I am. And he said, Bob, I got to tell you what we did. I went to pick him up, and his mother said, as just before we were backing out of the car, now, don't you ask grandpa to take you anywhere to buy you something, okay? We've talked about this. And the little boy, his grandchild nodded his head, and they backed out, and Charlie said, As soon as I put the car in gear and his mother was out of sight, the little boy said, Grandpa, do you know where that toy store is that you (laughs) took me to once? (laughs) Just like that. So my version of that was I went over to with him. It was just Christian and me. We went over to an area near me that has a marina. I wanted to show him the boats. And as we were walking there, there are several stores that you can walk by. The first store is like a home decoration store and he's walking straight ahead. He's not looking in the store. The second store was women's clothing. He's looking straight ahead. The third thing was a restaurant looking straight ahead. And the fourth thing was a toy store and I could see it coming up and the toys were in the window above his head. So it's not like he could just look over. As soon as we hit the, where the toys were, he suddenly looked up, saw all of the stuffed animals and said, Papa, can we go in there and just let me look? I said, I don't know how they do it. it. It is like toy radar. So we went in. That kid spent about, it was a small store. He must have spent about 20, 25 minutes walking around looking because he knew that I would buy him something. And after 25 minutes, he showed up with something in his hand, didn't say a word, and I said, "All right, yeah, I'm going to buy you that." And that kid, those kids have radar when they're with grandparents. It's Bob and Sherry.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review. And maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening